Hello, and welcome back to episode 9 of season 2 of Cinema at First Sight. Today, we are joined by the only special guest star that Sydney's lockdown will allow, my mother. Hello. Welcome back. Where else would I be, literally? Kind of forced to be wrangled into this one, but you're here. If this is your first time tuning in to Cinema at First Sight, this is a podcast where I review movies based on their first half or TV shows based on their pilot episode and make an assumption about their quality based on as little information as possible. So we're back at it again today and we are going to tackle the Disney Plus original series called High School Musical the musical the series starring olivia rodrigo before she was olivia rodrigo she was olivia rodrigo but she wasn't the olivia rodrigo that we know or that olivia rodrigo exactly so uh let's get into it first question is this a rewatch or is this a first time watch what is it for you mommy first time watch for me yes exciting for me this is a rewatch however this is my first time properly watching it i remember watching it when it came out in 2019 but i only watched the first episode and honestly talked through most of it and don't even really remember i know so unlike you sacrilege So this is my first time actually being focused on it and giving it my full attention, which it duly deserves. Yeah. So I'm going to launch into some basic plot points before we start our analysis. So if you haven't seen the show right off the bat, it is straight up not what you think it's going to be. It's not a part of the High School Musical movie universe. It is not an episodic version of the classic franchise we know and love. It's a mockumentary about a bunch of students and teachers at East High in Utah, not Albuquerque. It's the school where High School Musical was filmed, in a universe where the High School Musical movies exist. The meta-theatricality, next level. That word was next level. I've had a lot of time to read the dictionary in quarantine. (laughs) But wait, there's more. The pilot begins as new drama teacher Miss Jen announces to the entire student body that this year's school musical will be a production of the stage version of High School Musical. It's trippy. We're then introduced to a bunch of new characters and their angsty teen drama, which I think it's safe to say is going to be the tea that the show will focus around for the rest of the season. We meet Ricky, aka Joshua Bassett, who returns to school after summer break to find that his ex-girlfriend Nini, aka Olivia Rodrigo, is now dating a high school senior, EJ, because apparently that's a name. Why did they break up, you ask? Because she confessed her love to him through song on Instagram and he has commitment issues because he's a 16-year-old boy. Or he's a boy. Nini and EJ met at summer theatre camp and now plan on being a musical power couple by nabbing the lead roles of Gabriella and Troy in High School Musical, despite Nini having only ever been a chorus member in the past. But of course, a spanner is thrown in the works. Some drama is already erupting. To try and win Nene back, Ricky now wants to scoot in and audition for Troy, while Gina, who's a new girl at school with countless lead roles under her belt, is gunning for Gabriella. We get to auditions, and Nene's nervous because she sees Gina absolutely smash her dance audition, but after some patronizing words of encouragement from EJ, she's up. She's about to begin, but then, oh no, the power goes out. So EJ and Ricky then both start shining their phone torches directly into her face because that's not distracting at all. And she sings the start of something new a cappella and wows Miss Jen and the student that Miss Jen has somehow managed to bully into being her minion, Carlos. 
Next up, we see Ricky audition, who, instead of sticking to the material that was required, decides to start completely improving his lines. He whips out a guitar, and then embarrassingly sings the song that Nini wrote to confess her love to him to her. I guess, in theory, that might have been a grand gesture if he hadn't then frozen at the end and still been unable to say I love you, but whatever, he tried, kudos. Then the pilot ends with the cast list being posted and lo and behold, Nini is given the part of Gabriella, Ricky is given the part of Troy, and Gina and EJ are their understudies slash also playing Taylor and Chad. Drama is afoot. <laughs> I'm very excited to start deep diving. I, I don't think there's anything else to talk about. And is that's the end of the podcast. No, we'll start a little analysis. So first question, what are some of our favorite moments or moments that we consider to be most exciting or most pivotal? I'll let you start off because Gosh. I have been doing a little monologue. So. Exciting or pivotal. I don't know whether it's exciting or pivotal. Or both. But it was excruciating. Yeah. And that was the song that Nene wrote and put on Instagram it's, oh, yeah it's called I think I kind of you know oh, oh god yeah like the song itself fine it's actually but, cute I enjoy but it when she's in the song publicly professing her love for the aforementioned 16 year old boy and then he wimps out and runs, it's like we need some space yeah runs out of the room it was just like ooh. I actually have that on my list as my favorite. Really? Like what? No, well, not the moment itself. I just said like the song. I think I kind of you know is honestly a bop. Cute song. It sounds like an Olivia Rodrigo song. So it probably is. it probably is. Um, so I'm excited to hear some more of the original music that the show has to offer, as well as their covers of the classics. Yeah, I like that they didn't just. I was going to say stick to the status quo. Oh, look at you go. Oh, I know. That intertextuality <laughs> off the charts. There's another word. But that they introduce new songs and don't just stick to the music that was in high school. Can you, why is it called High School Musical, the musical, the series? Why isn't it just called High School Musical, the series? Because it's not High School Musical, the series. This actually brings me to one of my favorite moments. So thank you for leading me straight to my next point. So I said that I love the super weird premise. It is so extra to create a show set in the High School Musical High School in which students audition for a production of the stage musical version of High School Musical. I still don't get why it has to be called High School Musical, the musical, the series. Because the stage version of High School Musical is called High School Musical, the musical. So this is High School Musical, the musical, the series. Because it's not High School Musical, the series. It's not the movie in an episodic format. No. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, okay, yeah, it is the series version of the stage version of High School Musical. Yeah. okay, get it. It's very meta. And also a weirdly layered and confusing starting point for a children's TV show, but I'm here for oh, it. This is not aimed at children. No, it's aimed at, like, young adults, I would say. And their parents. And that, because exactly. I really enjoyed it. If the show were even trying to, like, vaguely be like the original movies, and we had to sit through a bunch of 12-year-old nobodies pretending to be Troy and Gabriella and Sharpe for 20 minutes at a time, it would be horrible. It I'd would be so bad. I still watch it. I would watch it, but it, I would hate watch it. Everyone would compare the portrayal to Zach and Vanessa and Ashley. Look yes. at me using their first names like we're best friends. <laughs> But it just wouldn't work, and I would be inclined to hate it and not give it a chance. But this weird out-of-the-box framing of the show is just so different that I can't even try and compare how they're doing it to the original. But also at the same time, there's that familiarity because of the references and the setting and the music that gets me in without the show having to do too much groundwork. So it's like the perfect way to attract a new young audience while still luring in people who grew up watching the original High School Musical or people's parents who were forced to watch the original High School Musical and well, keep Disney, us all in the loop. Disney certainly knows how to beat the hell out of a franchise. They really do. And they're doing it well. Mm-hmm. 
I will take it willingly. I have another favourite but pivotal moment, and I mm-hmm. think it's right at the end Ooh. when the cast list goes up and it's sort of like the da, da, da. What's going to happen next in terms of like AJ and Gina? Like, how are it's, they going to it react? It sets up the battle lines, I think. It does. Mm. Yeah, it definitely establishes yeah. where the show is going to go from here. Yes. I also have another just favorite moment in general. I really like the show's self-awareness. Yeah. I think that the show knows exactly what it is and who its audience is and doesn't pretend to be anything it's not. It's actually pretty well written. Like it's, yeah. it's it, it, it was genuinely funny. Like the bit where the STEM teacher comes in. Oh, I have that as my favorite I, line. I, I yeah. love that. I thought that was really, really, really cute. So at one point, a random teacher called Mr. Mazzara, who I'm going to talk about more when we get to least favorite characters, <laughs> um, he barges into the gym and asks Carlos, who's Miss Jen's little student helper, where he should be right now. And he responds, Broadway. <laughs> But I thought that was really funny. And it's also so funny. The bit where because Nanny had always played like chorus characters or played a tree and and the back end of a cow in one of the productions, and EJ says, you know, during summer camp she came out of a shell and the back end of the cow. <laughs> I thought that was it's really funny. Cute. It's genuinely like pretty good. And yeah, it doesn't take itself seriously, which I really like. It's not pretending to be some like didactic teaching. Right? Like it, it knows what it is. And I don't know if I'm reading too much into it or whatever, but nobody seems particularly evil no even the like so i think they're trying to frame gina as being like the villain oh yeah i love her i love her just like another favorite thing in general i think that the cast is talented yeah agree i mean we already knew disney's always done that well they pick their cast well i know now having the benefit of watching it later that olivia rodrigo is really good because you heard her song seen her life performances all that but i think if i'd started watching this show when everyone else had i also would have thought that from this episode sophia wiley who plays gina very good dancer plus the actress who plays miss jen is super funny i'm a big fan i love her love her like really extra and yet competent yeah I, oh, yeah, just to piggyback off my own point, actually. <laughs> I don't think you can piggyback off yourself. Watch me. <laughs> a few of the songs are performed live and not pre-recorded and lip-synced How over. How do you know? You can just tell, like, the audio quality changes. It's not mixed as well and as professionally. Okay. Um, so I think I kind of, you know, is both of the versions are live. Nini's version and Ricky's version. Right. But I really like that. It weirdly kind of never happens in musical TV shows and movies. Because, uh, yeah, I guess it makes it harder when it comes to sound mixing and video editing. But I'm a big fan. It's a risk for any show, but definitely one starring a bunch of young people. Were you getting echoes of Glee? Oh, one hundred percent. I have so many Glee illusions. Montage. Very much paying homage to Glee. Mm. Um, now flipping that, what are some of our least favorite moments or moments that we consider to be the least exciting or least pivotal? I don't have a least favorite moment. Interesting. Hard to know what a least pivotal moment is because that's just a moment, isn't it? Really. It's a moment that doesn't need to be there. It's a moment that's unnecessary. Moments are necessary. I actually do have a least pivotal thing. I think that the pieces to camera and the talking heads are kind of irrelevant. No, I like that. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying that they're not strictly necessary. Like, why does it have to be a mockumentary? Oh, see, that's exactly the bit that I do like. In the show universe, why would someone be making an actual documentary tracking this high school's musical? I mean, if someone actually made a documentary about the students at the Real Life East High putting on a production of High School Musical, I'd probably watch it. But it wouldn't look anything like this. No one would care about the relationship ins and outs of the students. It'd probably be hosted by Kristen Bell and set entirely in rehearsal. So I just feel like the whole format of the show, while enjoyable, just isn't strictly necessary. It could just be a normal TV show. No, I don't have any any least favourite moments. Okay, I have a few. So yeah, I said even though it is very self-aware and genuinely enjoyable, there are still some cringe lines. Yeah, but again, I enjoy the cringe line. 
what cringe lines do you mean? What I mean is like something that's cringy that you laugh at as opposed no, I know to laugh what you with. Mean, but I mean examples. Um, so Nini at one point says it's not a break, it's a breakup. Cringe. Or I find when characters are overly woke for the sake of being woke, it's also a bit cringe. Like at one point, I actually don't even know her name. I don't think she gets a name, but Nini's stereotypical sassy black best friend says, I'm dismantling the patriarchy this year. Isn't that Courtney? Sure. Um, yeah, no one speaks like that. You just dismantle it and you don't say anything. <laughs> They've fallen into what I like to call the Riverdale trap, where adults try and guess how progressive you'd speak. However, this is also a Disney show, so I will let it slide. See, that's a perspective you have that I don't. Yeah, I, I don't care, think of it as a least favourite moment. But also, I mean, at least they're trying to be woke. So good for them. And then another cringe thing was the storyline that Nini speaks in a vague British accent when she gets nervous. Yeah, actually, that... A, who cares? B, she wasn't. It was a terrible attempt. Yeah, yeah. It was hard to watch. It wasn't funny. And that was completely irrelevant. Yeah, and I hope it does not continue. I hope it's oh, not a storyline. <laughs> if before opening <laughs> night she just whips out the world's worst Essex impression, like a Dick Van Dyke style English accent, yeah. I'm out of here. Because he's, what, 95 and he did that accent 50 years ago and it still haunts him. Yes. So she doesn't want that. No, she doesn't want no, that no. damper on her career. No. Okay, moving along to some of our favourite characters. Take it away. Definitely Miss Jen. 100%. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of Kristen Chenoweth. Definitely, uh, yeah. And um, Terry Schuster from Glee. Bit, bit, of yeah. a, bit of a combination of the two. I see that so much. I just think she's an absolute icon. I do too. I think we're going to have fun with her. Gosh. Oh, I love Carlos. Her Oops. offsider. Yes, I think he's funny. They're your two stand-ups? Yeah, Nene and Ricky, I think, are the ones you're meant to really like. They're kind of bland. They're yeah, nothing for me. I was going to say, they're all right. But they're I'm not like, my least favourite, but they're not my favourite. They're not. They're not. But I think I'm going to really love Gina. Me too. I've got her. So yes, I didn't actually have Carlos on my list, but that's a good pick because mm, he does deliver do. my favourite line. Yeah. Miss Jen, she's so extra. She also just speaks exclusively using theatre terms. I said that she refers to herself as a millennial, even though she's clearly in her late 30s. <laughs> she's what the theatre kid meme turns into as an adult. Yeah. She's everything I want to be when I grow up. Except really? a high school teacher. <laughs> I was going to say, she's kind of nothing you want to be no. when you grow Personality, up. everything. Career-wise, rock bottom. She's the quintessential high school drama teacher who wanted to be Broadway star but didn't get there. She's quite familiar. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, the other character I have, Gina. I think she's a queen. I love. I mean, I don't know whether I love her because of her character or because I love her because she was in Andy Mac and I loved her in Andy Mac. Yeah, yeah, she was Buffy in Andy Mac, and I'm also really struggling not to call her Buffy. But again, that's a she, me problem. I, I, we, we like to call a lot of people Buffy. Yeah, for people who don't know, Buffy is the name of our dog. <laughs> And our favourite 90s point of reference. The dog's namesake. The, the, dog, the dog's namesake. But um, I loved her dancing too. Like she's, Yeah, she's, she's so, so good. so, so talented. And I lo- I just love the, the bitchy edge, but I don't... I, she's competitive. Yeah, and honestly, just like Sharpay in the original movies, I think Sharpay was done dirty. A bunch of randoms come in who have never been in the theatre community before and steal her spotlight. This is going to happen to Gina. Ricky, what's he ever done in the musical theatre world? Literally nothing. He apparently heckled at The Greatest Showman, which fair, I don't like The Greatest Showman, but still, he doesn't understand what musical theatre is. He's only doing it to win back a girl. Nene has only ever been a tree. Why does she get to come in and be Gabriella? <laughs> Gina's been working hard her entire but life. she new to the school? But she has accolades at other schools. Oh yeah, but I think that's why she's got an edge. Yeah. Because she's always the new girl. That is true. She's mm. got some baggage. Yeah. 
Um, moving on to least favourite characters. Look, a bit early for me. I think we're being led down a path. Paint me a picture. Well, all right. I feel like Mr. Whosie Whatsie, can't remember his name. Mazara, I noted it because I knew I would forget it because what kind of name is that? So he's like the enemy of the drama teacher is the science and maths teacher. He just like for some reason has decided he doesn't like Miss Jen or the fact that she's putting on a musical. He's being painted as the Sue Sylvester I literally have his Sue Sylvester's less interesting and less competent cousin. Yes. Sue Light. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know whether it's because he feels like he's got to compete for funding. with. Well, that was the Glee motive, well, but I don't think he of... even has a motive. He just hates musical theatre for literally no reason. I'm sorry, his extracurricular is the head of the robotics club. No one's in that. Building robots sounds pretty cool. I was actually in the robotics club in year four. It yeah. was pretty good. Um, But then I turned to musical theatre because it's better. <laughs> So I think maybe if he spent less time worrying about Miss Jen and extracurricular activities that don't concern him, he'd have enough energy to market the robotics club and make it seem vaguely interesting. Singing and dancing robots. Maybe they could like join forces. Absolutely. They could take over the world. Um, the only slight insight we have into why he may be so anti-musical is that he says, I want people to practice skills they need for the real world. He also ends that phrase with sue me. But what stands out the most to me in that sentence? Sue. Sue. <laughs> Sir, Sue is that. not you. I thought that was <laughs> No matter how hard you try, Jane Lynch is not quaking remotely. She's doing just fine. Um, also, I just think that the guy playing him isn't a very good actor. We haven't seen enough. Have I've seen know. a bit and I don't like what I see. Okay, fair enough. So that's that on that. <laughs> okay. Do you have any other least favourite characters? Not really. Nobody else really jumped out at me. I kind of, I said EJ. No. I found no. him funny from an audience perspective, but if I had to go to school with him, he just seems arrogant and he kind of gives off as many toxically masculine vibes as a PC Disney Channel character can. I guess, but but I he needs to be there. Like I, I was. Oh, one hundred percent. He's a pivotal from, character. Yeah, from the point of view of the function he was serving, and I thought he did that well. That's why I don't have him as a least favorite character. I just think if I personally had to come up against him, it would be a no from me. <laughs> Probably. He also looks he thirty is, years old. But I, he, he is. He's like a bit of Channing Tatum in Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. But I also feel like he's more talented than the lead guy. Tea. Yeah. Interesting. I thought I think he'd he would have been a better pick. I don't know about that. Yeah. He's a bit auto trained. I actually quite liked I thought he was good. Interesting. Yeah. Another thing though, I also just feel a bit iffy about him being in year twelve and dating someone in year ten. In a few years that's absolutely fine, but like at eighteen and then fifteen, sixteen, it's a bit weird. Yeah. I don't know how no one at East High is gossiping about that because one hundred percent that would have gone ha- around my high school. Doesn't that happen? What? At high school? No. When I was in year 12, I didn't even know who was in the year two years below me, let alone date them. Oh my God, absolutely not. But let's move on to storylines we think will be expanded upon or we think should be expanded upon or what we want to see more or less of. Well, I think the the central relationship is obviously going to be expanded on. Whether or not they will mend things and, and... bring the relationship back on track or whether he's going to continue to explore things with EJ, I don't know. But that's definitely something that we'll see more of. I think there was that, I want to say subdominant, but it's not the word I'm looking for. What word are you looking for? What's the storyline that sits below, like a secondary storyline? Subplot is the word I was... was There we go. I was nearly there. The subplot of um, Ricky's parents' marital drama. Oh, interesting. I didn't even clock that. Yeah. Something that might come back which is the fact that his father couldn't cook a chicken and he couldn't ring his mother because his mother didn't want to hear from him that is yeah that's definitely <laughs> telling that maybe there are some cracks forming in the relationship I, oh my god 
like Ringo and Oscar had a cooker chicken. And then I just think ge- the general jealousy over casting choices is yeah. going to obviously play out. I have some similar things. I actually said that I think that Nene and Ricky are going to get back together. But are you thinking that based on what we've seen so far or what we know about them in real life? Well, if I'm basing it on what we know about them in real life, they won't get back together and he'll leave her for someone else. And she'll write a song about and then drive for alone past history. Yeah, no, I just think, like, there's something there at the end when he, like, sang her the song, there was, like, a glint in her eye. She's saying, and also, like, AJ isn't being painted as the nicest character. Well, I just think he's a bit two-dimensional. Exactly. So she's got, like, the new cardboard cutout boyfriend who's just kind of a stand-in and then Ricky will eventually learn how to not be so emotionally distant and win her back he's that's just, what i see i'm a bit biased i think because he just annoys me interesting yeah I, I like him but yeah i also personally just want to see the characters interact because of the very real life drama between olivia rodrigo yeah. and joshua bassett well particularly as it goes because what you're saying this was filmed before the drama oh this was filmed before the drama i think they were like dating during this they got to know each other started dating <laughs> Between seasons one and two, he left her for Sabrina Carpenter. So that should be fun. That should be yeah. so fun. I'm always, living for it. It's always fun watching teenagers' pain live out on Right? Screen. I'm yeah. a hoe for some 17-year-old tea. I'm really here for it. And then, yeah, I also think, like you were saying, there's going to be some rivalry about roles. I think that Gina, but also maybe EJ, are going to... There'll be some pranks. Yeah, they'll play. try their best to get yeah. the lead roles. Perhaps some yeah. sabotage. Who knows? Maybe they'll murder Nene and Ricky. I hope so. And then the rest of the season will just be them trying to cover up the crime and hide the bodies. and But spliced a... with clips of them singing Breaking Free. I think that's a different show. I would watch it, no, though. I would so watch it. Let's pitch it. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I also think Mr. Mazzara is going to continue to be annoying and try and take down Miss Jen and the production for no reason. Mm-hmm. He's I th- clearly in love with Miss Jen. You can just tell. Okay, interesting. I haven't got those vibes yet. You can tell. I don't know. Well, I th- like we were talking before about his motivation, I reckon that could be a hidden one. Oh, like how like in middle school, like guys yeah, pick on girls if they like them. Because they want their attention. Annoying. Yeah. Maybe never- just vocalize your emotion and don't be mean to people. Let's normalize that. Yeah. I don't know. Toxic masculinity embodied. Radical you. I'm crazy. Yeah. I just want respect for everyone involved. Look at me. Living on the edge. But I think he'll get super close to taking them down, but ultimately it'll be saved and the show will go on. And I want to see more of the background characters. Yeah, yeah. I th- well, I think we will. I definitely think yeah. we will. Because, I, I, yeah. like, who else is in this musical? Well, the, they were just people sitting at a table at lunch, really, weren't yeah. they? I mean, I think the patriarchy kicking sidekick, she'll have more to do. Hopefully she becomes less stereotypical and actually gets some personality traits. Yeah, yeah. Would love to see that. But, yeah, I just want to know about everyone else involved. I want it to get more complicated because I'm here for a messy time. <laughs> We've got the time. Exactly. (laughs) And now this question is for me. I don't often get to whip this one out, but it says, if rewatch, things I didn't realize until this time around slash perspectives that have changed. Like I was saying, I love Miss Jen. But for some reason, when I first watched it, I remember hating her. Crazy. Right? I thought she was a terrible actress, but now watching it again, my perspective has changed completely. And I literally think the total opposite. I love her. I think she's the queen of all queens. And I think she's super funnily portrayed by Broadway legend, Kate Rinders. So I'm just honestly really angry. Is she a Broadway legend? She is a Broadway legend. Oh, she is. You name it, because I can't remember. <laughs> I can name anything. But a lot. Um, moving on to most problematic moments. So these are moments that we don't see as being particularly politically correct. And I always have, if applicable, because I don't want to force anything. I don't want to be too millennial social justice warrior if I don't have to be. 
I don't know. Interesting so, take. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're welcome. Talk me through it a bit. D- do you have a moment? Um, not really. I, I, oh, good, because I don't really, and I thought maybe there's a massive one that I'm missing. <laughs> the entire like, show was like, offensive, and I'm, if you don't agree with me, you're a bigot. I'm going back over it going, was there something major that was completely offensive? No. I don't know about I mean, it's a children's show, so there really isn't anything that is politically incorrect, because they can't be. However, saying that, I find that Disney Channel generally makes such an effort to ensure that everything's palatable to literally everyone, that it normally completely disregards things like race or sexuality this and just pretends is, that things don't exist. This is different, isn't it? Yeah. I've never seen, well, I mean, anti-Mac kind of went there. But yeah. I've never, in terms of diversity, this is the most diverse I've seen a Disney show pitched at that demographic. Right? Um. Because, yeah, I was super pleasantly surprised yeah. when we found out that Nini has two moms. Absolutely. That and, never and happened. also, not part of the storyline. No, not it's at all. It's just incidental. It's just normal. Yeah. Because yeah. it is. It's yeah. kind of a progressive revelation for the channel. Exactly. Um, And then there is something that is a bit problematic, but not meaning to be. So this is another category I tend to have for older shows, but I didn't even have this listed because this was made in 2019, but things that aged poorly. Miss Jen (laughs) does say to EJ, Army Hammer just called and he wants his jawline back, (laughs) which hasn't aged amazingly. I mean, given the recent DMs released surrounding Army's penchant for cannibalism and um, mutilation. Well, that would take a toll on your jawline, I imagine. I was going to say, he probably would physically get his jawline back from EJ, so he better watch out. (laughs) But again, that's not the fault of the show. That's the fault of Army Hammer for eating people. Maybe Army Hammer was watching that. And thought, you know Good what? idea. <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> so next question, what category of viewing is it? The three that I lay out as always are trash, meaning that it's a terribly written, Definitely terrible not. show. Definitely not. Treasure, meaning that it's a gem of a show and it's wonderfully written. Or guilty pleasure, meaning it's not amazing and I feel bad about the fact that I'm into it when I shouldn't be. It's got to be treasure. I have it at the top 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 end of guilty pleasure but way closer to treasure than you think it would be i don't feel guilty watching it i wouldn't have it at the top of guilty pleasure but i'd have it in the apertural space interesting between guilty pleasure and treasure see before i watched it i thought it would be more like the next step which for those of you who haven't seen it you're missing out absolutely yeah Awesome. Show. It's a Canadian mockumentary about a dance school that it is. It's need you say more. It's truly, truly terribly written, but completely hilarious and compelling. It's so funny. It's so. so but funny. like you laugh at it. You don't laugh with it. They, they don't know they're being funny. No, they think that they're being like a genuinely good dramatic show. Yeah. They're not. But this isn't horribly written at all. It's actually genuinely pretty good. Yeah. And like there are some cringe moments and some cringe writing elements, but also a lot of stuff that's really funny because like I said, it's very self-aware, which I often consider to be a young adult show's saving grace. Mm-hmm. I, so I do still feel guilty about being so into it just because I know it's not aimed at people my age. Maybe I'm just so old that I don't feel the guilt. You can like it, I ironically i'm in the apertural space age wise so yeah it's a disney plus show starring people sadly a lot younger than me i didn't even think that could happen but (laughs) 22 i'm past my prime over baby yeah but also let the record show i'm already embarrassingly invested i'm so into it oh yeah 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 um, so next question, viewing style. Who would we watch it with? Where would we watch it? And who would we not watch it with? <laughs> AKA our least and most ideal viewing circumstances. I, I probably wouldn't watch it like with my adult friends in the absence of their progeny. Like I'd, I'd watch it with you. But yeah, like I wouldn't go, yeah, let's watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, guys. 
I, I have literally the complete opposite. I said friends, family, whoever you can bully into watching it. I think that this is a fun night in. It's a lot of fun. I would recommend watching it in a group environment. Bring oh, out the wine. De- I definitely watch it in a group environment, but I think you'd have to pick your group carefully. Anyone. <laughs> Literally anyone for me. I think my anyone's different from your anyone. This is where mm. we differ. Mm. Also, it's Disney, so obviously it's not risque at all. The only difference between this Disney Plus format and a traditional Disney sitcom content-wise is that they're allowed to have gay characters and also they're allowed to show characters kiss. And they're allowed to almost swear. Yeah. So if you're offended by any of those things, I don't know, join a new century. (laughs) So moral of the story, it's appropriate for everyone. And I would personally recommend watching it with everyone. Yeah. So second last question, will we keep going with the rest of the season? Oh, absolutely. 100%. I'm so in. I want to see what happens with the character drama. Yeah. And I also just want to see what happens as rehearsals unfold. And just the oh. singing and the dance. Yeah. Oh, I like all of that. And opening night, I want to see the final oh, product. Yeah, because yeah, I want to know if it sucks. Me too. You know? Would we buy a ticket? Yeah. Stay tuned. Mm. You'll never know because this is cinema at first sight. <laughs> and final question, rating out of five, what are we going to give it? I'm, I'm giving it a solid four. Okay, yep, I did 3.5, so pretty much we're in the Harsh? same ballpark. Yeah, I, I, grand right? scheme of things. See, I, don't, I wasn't thinking grand scheme of things. You need to think bigger. It's lockdown, I can't think bigger. I was going to say, I'm is that possible? Thinking, I know. You're only thinking of the now. I am. That's fair. So, like, yeah, obviously not the best show ever made, but it weirdly is kind of genuinely pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we're in the zone at the moment. We'll watch anything. Lich, give me yeah, anything. Yeah, it will all be, like, at least four stars. Yeah. Because it's there. It's a link to the outside world. Yeah, but it's it's fun, it's self-aware, it's a good time, talented cast. You just described us to a T. 100%. <laughs> that is also the characteristic description of our household. Totally. So I definitely would recommend watching it. Catch it on Disney Plus or somewhere online, Port Local 123 Movies, <gasps> the classics. Is and that, is that legal? Of course not. Okay. And I will be back next week where I talk to you about something I have not decided yet in the final episode of the season. <laughs> will I be in that one too? No, you will not. Okay. <laughs> talk to you then. Thanks. Bye. Bye.